Have you got like an intro spiel yet? No, I don't have anything. Okay. This is literally the first time I've done something like this. Um, and also help yourself to see. <laughs> Can you tell? This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoot. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Hello and a big warm welcome to the first episode of Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. I'm Dan DeBoof and this podcast is about interesting people talking about that interesting thing that interests them. Now I thought I'd do a little intro to the podcast. Uh, it's the first episode with the ceremony to explain why the podcast exists, um, why I'm doing it and also introduce you a bit to Maz in case you don't know her. Basically, I had a look at the world and I thought to myself, you know what? We need another podcast. There just aren't enough. Um, <laughs> no, I, long story short, I finished up in radio about, what, 18 months ago? And that was with Maz. We were working together. And since then, I've been doing many different things. But one thing I haven't done is sat in front of a microphone and talked to someone. So I thought, well, why not? I want to get back in there, do it. I always used to love interviewing people. And it's cool to have a bit more space to be able to do it in. And just to find people, yeah, who I want to talk to. So hopefully, you know, as this podcast develops, I'll be able to have all sorts of wide-ranging and interesting guests talking about wide-ranging and interesting things. And I thought I'd kick it off with Maz, uh, first of all, because, you know, good excuse to catch up. But second of all, because Maz is one of those people who does get obsessed with things. Anyone who's been following her since Dan and Maz will have seen all the things she's gotten up to, from renovating houses to opening gyms. Uh, to giving up alcohol and all of these things she embraces so fully and so wholeheartedly and just they become part of her. Uh, even back when we were doing the radio show together, the Dan and Maz show, she would have these things that would just grip her and she would just want to talk about or need to talk about. And I thought, well, that'd be a great way to test out my idea for a podcast uh, because I, like I said in the trailer, I reckon that smart and interesting and creative people do get obsessed with things. I like to think of it like um, if you're on a date with someone or you're, you know, catching up with someone for coffee and if you could see inside their head, you could see they're dying to talk about this one thing, but you have to kind of happen upon it to be able to talk to them. You sort of have to be like, oh, hey, I was watching this documentary about the Vietnam War and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, I know so much about the Vietnam War and you can talk about it for an hour. This podcast is going to just skip straight to that point. And hopefully it will be people who um, you know for one reason, but then here they'll be able to talk about that thing. God damn it, finally, finally I'm able to talk about it. Someone's asked me about it and I can talk about it. I remember once on the Dan and Maz show, we interviewed Asha Ketty and um, we were doing this sketch where we, we could uh, hear inside her mind and hear her thoughts. And one of the things she said was, why doesn't anyone ask me about breeding horses? Why does anyone... I love it. It's my, it's my passion. No one ever... All they want to talk about is offspring. And um, yeah, hopefully this is the kind of podcast where, you know, you'll hear the star of offspring talking about breeding horses. By the way, if you do want to come on the show, Ashiketi, I will definitely have you on. So yeah, Maz, radio host, TV presenter, MTV, Today FM, uh, interviewer, 
She's given up drinking. She's renovating houses. She's opening her own gyms. But did you know that she's obsessed with conspiracy theories? You're about to hear all about it. I don't know, even after our chat, if she believes that these things are true, but she definitely believes that they could be true. And it's pretty cool to hear her talk about it and explain it. And it's kind of infectious. You get caught up in it. So this is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof, episode one with Maz Compton. She's obsessed with conspiracy theories. And please, if you like it, subscribe. Give me a five-star review on a game iTunes. Take this thing to the top of whatever, whoever wins podcasting. I want to be that person, however it works. Or at the very least, follow Maz on everything at Maz Compton or me on everything as well at Dan DeBoof. Um, And if you know of anyone who you think would be a great guest on this, perhaps you have the inside scoop of someone who I could chat to who uh, most of Australia wouldn't realise they have a secret obsession or a lifelong interest or hobby, then yeah, definitely hit me up. I would love to hear what's going on in people's minds and then to talk to them about it and then you can all sit and listen too. But anyway, let's get into it. Maz Compton and I sitting down and recording a podcast for the first time since Dan and Maz's show. Fun fact is that Maz actually invented the name for this podcast. After we finished recording, she was like, oh yeah, good name would be, totally obsessed with Dan DeBoof. And I went, cool, that's one less thing I have to worry about. Here it is. Um, It was so much fun and see you next week. Throwback. When was the last time we were talking to each other on microphones together? The last time... December? It was our last show. December 2016? 2016? Yeah, December 2016. It all blurs, doesn't it? Once you don't have like a day job, you're just like... And what's happened? There's There's been a lot of things that have gone on, so yeah. But... Surely, it's like a bicycle. You get back on and you can instantly start riding. And we were pretty much doing the Tour de France. So right now we're like, you know, we're, we're at world record pace again. Will we, will we Lance Armstronging it though? Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've since had all our medals stripped. They've been taken away from us. We voluntarily apologised and admitted to everything. And here we are. Yeah. But I thought... You want to talk about obsessions yeah, and yeah. things that are that people are obsessed with. Mm. And so I figured I'd have to bring a topic to the table. Yeah. And there are actually a few topics that I went through. But the reason why I thought we should start with with conspiracy theories is because there's a lot of fodder. Like there, we can you name a conspiracy theory and I've probably mm. got an opinion on it. We can go real deep or we can just, you know, dance on the surface not of the moon. I remember, yeah, because we've never been there. Well, this was always have my, we? This was always my favourite when we were working together is whenever there would be something like this in the news, like someone would say like, oh, the moon landing was faked and you'd find it like written up on the websites that you'd use to find stuff to talk about. You'd always come to the meeting and just be like, see, see, I told you people, I told you. And I'd just be like, 
oh, Maz, why you got to bring this up? But yeah, you, for some reason, whenever you would see these things, you'd want to talk about it. Always. So what is, what is interesting about it? Okay, first of all, I want to say... At some point, I think I started getting really into conspiracy theories just to annoy you. Yeah. Because every time I would even mention like the narrative of a conspiracy theory, you would roll your eyes and you would toss your long hair back and just groan and be like, Maz, can you not? And at some point I realized that's great for on-air banter. So I think you turned me into the conspiracy theorist that I am today. So thank you. And it is something as well with broadcasting is, especially when you work with a partner every day, you go, well... I want something that's going to annoy them as much as possible. What are the buttons and how often can I push them? Because if you're choosing to do stuff that you both agree on, no one's going to turn on the radio and go, ah, great. They both agreed on that. Great. I'm going to listen to more and see where it goes. You want to really hear people disagreeing about stuff. Yeah, you want want people to throw shade because that's... That's normal functioning relationships. You're not meant to agree on everything. Mm. But I think that, so the obsession started there. It definitely started somewhere in our seven-year radio journey where I was like, I just bring these things up in meetings to annoy Dan and I'm going like hardcore full out mm. for it now. But the other thing... And you can just see our producers just see they're going, yes, yes. <laughs> and and also this, right, Maz? Yeah, and, and, but you would think this, wouldn't you, Dan? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then like at the end of the day, you look back and you go... They were playing us for fools. That's it, 100%. (laughs) But I love asking questions and I love asking questions about the narrative that we are given. Mm. So I think that that's part of my inquisitive brain. It's my curious nature where I see a thing and I'm like, yeah, but is it really like that? Or is that just what you're telling me it's like? And so I've had plenty of time on my hands to dig deep and to to research stuff (laughs) and to really, it's asking myself, do I believe that? And if I don't believe it or agree with it, I'm okay with that. But the thing that's really interesting about conspiracy theories in general is it really upsets so many people. When When you come to a party and you start talking about, I really genuinely believe that the moon landings were faked. It upsets so many people. And that's what I love as well is just creating a bit of a stir and having a bit of a, <laughs> like, just really annoying people. I know, but for you, like, it seems like you're doing it performatively. Like, it's like, I'm going to choose to engage with this theory because it creates discussion and it. it's not like you genuinely, surely, surely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing it now There's to me. some... There's some stuff that I've looked at and I'm like, oh, man. nah. And there's other stuff that I look like I look at and I think, highly plausible. Who am I to judge? I don't know. I wasn't there. There is like that whole slippery slope thing. Like um, me and my friends the other day were talking about the Illuminati. Right. right? And Know them very well. Of course you do. <laughs> very yeah. well acquainted yeah. with yeah. the right. third eye. If you were like Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye and these sorts of huge people. Yeah. You would want to start like a WhatsApp together and be like, oh my God, how cool is it that we are who we are? Just to chat out things because you wouldn't really have other people who understand that. And then that would sort of evolve into like you making plans together. And I can see how there obviously are worlds and things going on that are a bit above our pay scale that we just don't know what's going on. 100%. But 110%. But then if you keep on... How far does it go? How far does it go? 
Yeah, see, that's the thing that you can't really... And it depends. I mean, oh, this is such a massive topic yeah. to, to yeah. try and get your head around. But if you're talking about... This is, I suppose, how I came into this conversation. Yeah. Is the theory that the governments don't necessarily run rule the world. There's a new world order. It's called the shadow government. And they... The shadow government, whoever they are, yeah. they are giving us our narratives, yeah. telling us certain particular things and world events happened for particular reasons, yeah. but it's all about mind control. Now, that sounds really, really intense, but there's a few movies about it um, where if you just put your thinking and the way you like your world and how you've been taught and educated and what you've learned, if yeah. you just put that all aside for one second and just put a question okay. mark over right. it, just, I'll just breathe in, put a question mark reset, over it, yeah. then you can delve into this stuff with a bit of an open mind and go, you know what? That's plausible. I'm not saying it's that it is the case. But I could imagine a I universe imagine. in which it could happen. I could yeah. imagine that that could be a thing and that's how i come to the table with most of the conspiracy theories that i either do a bit of research on or watch an interesting documentary about i oh, i always come to it with question mark okay highly plausible interesting all right so you've got me at that stage now you know i've sort of i've got my brain switched into could this be true kind okay. of mode so hit me with a truth bomb. So let me let's go for the most obvious, which yeah. is the moon landings being faked. All right. Fundamentally, do you believe that man landed on the moon? Absolutely. Okay, right. So now let's put that aside yes. and do the little question mark thing. Yes. Have you seen the documentary A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon? Do, do all your conspiracy theories start with a documentary? Like, do you just I've done just, a lot of research? Netflix just keeps feeding them to you. <laughs> no, you can't find them on Netflix. <laughs> oh no these these documentaries that I'm watching they are not. For so these public are like, consumption, these generally. Are like people with a You've website, go deep. A website oh, yeah. that looks like it was designed in 1992 and, it, and they send you a CD-ROM in the yeah. post. No one's sponsoring that website. <laughs> Hells no. So most people believe that man landed on the moon. Yes, totally get it. The, the proof is in the photos that... I believe a photoshopped. If you now with yep. the te- with technology now and the I mean, age yep. of misinformation, you can actually there's probably more evidence on that side that we didn't land on the oh. moon than ever before. However, I still I get why people want to believe that that happened. I yeah. totally get it because it united a nation and it put the USA so far ahead of Russia in the space race, and it's all geopolitical. Yeah, every conspiracy pretty much is geopolitical. Okay. It's actually not about astronauts and landing on the moon and oh there's so many so much but let's just hone in on two things in that doco that i was talking about a funny thing happened on the way to the moon it's actually so nasa lost all of the footage from the apollo mission that went to the moon did you know that that's interesting (laughs) nasa like so nasa responsible for sending man the sending the mission to the moon first time in history 1969 Lost all the footage. Whoops. Yeah, it's like I go on school camp. I keep those photos for the rest of my life. NASA puts man on the moon and just like forgets to file the photos away. Lost (laughs) all of the video footage from the shuttles, which Mm. I'm like, well, you know what? An intern probably got fired for that. Yeah. Still give them the benefit of the doubt. One video has surfaced and um, that is the video that this documentary is based around. And it's video footage of the three astronauts in the spaceship shuttle rocket whatever you call so it's a video of them 
and they are in orbit. Mm. So you can see, if you imagine being in the rocket and there's the circular window, Yep. right? And yep. you can see the Earth out of the window, Yep. right? The Earth fills up the whole window because they're not that far away from the Earth yet. They're not yep. on the moon yep. where, the Earth, where the Earth would look like a little golf ball size in the window. Like the moon looks from us. Correct. Yeah. They're not that yeah. far away because they're still just in the orbit zone. Yeah. I don't know the technical terms. You don't need to be technical when you're talking about rockets. No. <laughs> so you see in this video, like a, they're filming outside this window and mm. they're looking at the earth. And then all of a sudden you see this flap come off the side of where the window is to show that they've actually just put a black piece of cloth to make the earth look round in the window. Okay. So the piece of cloth comes off and somebody sticks it back on. So that photo that you see from outside the Apollo window, you can probably look it up, is actually a piece of cloth, black cloth over the window to make it look like that is actually the earth when it's not. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, the, you know what I mean? The uh, other yeah. thing that's interesting is that this is just from the American side of things because I think Russia, is, Russia were a lot closer to getting people into space than America ever was until we went to the moon. But I don't know the exact number, but at the beginning of this documentary, it's really funny because there's just this montage of all the rockets that go up and explode. Like there's just Apollo mission after Apollo mission or like, you know, they do the countdown from 10 and it gets to three and the gate falls down and the whole rocket goes down into the ground. And it's just like, it's 30 in a row. It's got, it's like. And so what's the point they're saying? Like. So the one time they decide to go to the moon, they just landed. Okay. No issue. Got back safe. No one died. And they're still just messing it up since. And, and well, the, oh, so many things. The other one I love, and this doesn't really have anything to do about the moon landing, but I just like to bring it up. But okay. think about what a phone looked like in 1969. Yeah, like a big old plastic rotary wheel. Sure. Short, yep. What does a phone look like now? Uh, the iPhone. Pretty different. Pretty different. What did a rocket going to the moon look like in 1969? Like a tall pointy spaceship type thing? What do they look like now? Exactly the same. I guess. I guess. So, so my, why has the technology not evolved? Or has the technology evolved? What does a car evolved? look like then? And what does a car look like now? Everything's evolved except... I don't think the car's evolved. It's got four wheels. It's got a oh, window in the true. front, a steering wheel. Like, yeah, we've but stuck a better. Bluetooth in there. I mean, you don't have to drive a car now. I think the rockets these days are a little nicer than the ones back in the day. Maybe they're creature comfort nice, but I think generally... <laughs> it... I think the phones are the only thing that's evolved. <laughs> Probably. We're still wearing pants. We're still sleeping in bed. Do you know what? Like, that's a fair call. We still have to tie our shoelaces exactly. and that's an atrocity for humankind. I know. Like, what is that? We've, we, we've invented these phones that can like link our faces up with people around the globe. We can access all the information and we're still... Can't like, go back to the moon though, can we? We're still fastening our shoes with string like a medieval <laughs> peasant. Hmm. So I've been thinking about um, conspiracy theories when you said you wanted to talk about it and why people do believe them. And one thing that I was thinking about was... Um, this modern day Trump in power. And oh, gosh. If someone had told you five years ago that the president got in, that Obama got in because Russia hacked the election, your, my personally, my first reaction would be, that is a complete conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's insane. Yet now that someone like Donald Trump is in charge, 
if someone says to in me, charge in air quotes, well, okay, all right, yeah, in charge, all right, okay, but it, yeah. like if someone says to me, right, do you know Russia hacked the election? I'd be like, yeah, I can believe that because he got in. Yeah, I think it depends on whether you're on the back foot or not. Like yeah. if you, because for example, when um George Bush was in power. It was people saying Bush fake 9-11. That was like the hot conspiracy theory. Well, that's the other one right? we can talk about, but yep. And then when Obama came into power, it was he's a secret Muslim and he was born in Kenya. <laughs> and there was all that stuff about the birth certificate Yeah, stuff. which was all fake. And now we've gone on to the next one, which is Trump's secret cabal of Nazis uh, using Russia to rig elections. And all of these, I guess, I mean, you could call them all conspiracies. They are. And conspiracies, there's a there's a long spectrum of conspiracy, yeah. I think. Because conspiracy is legitimate. People can conspire against other people. That's It's, it's when it becomes yeah. a conspiracy theory. theory that it becomes specious and curious and, oh, I don't know about that. And that's when you think of, like, you know, everyone's secretly a lizard or there's a second earth or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, see, there are, there's some that I hear that I'm like... I don't know. And I don't think with conspiracies, it's not, oh, I just believe them all because I'm a conspiracy theorist and I just love Correct. investigating the narrative, right? Mm. So I, I don't just go, well, if it's a conspiracy theory, I am on board because that's just <laughs> not, I can't do that. But I absolutely can make up my own mind about things. Mm. And that's what I love is this freedom that we have now and, you know, sometimes it's probably not a great conversation starter because people don't like to hear that maybe we've been taught wrong or oh, maybe things are different. they know what's going on. Everyone wants to be right. And this, nobody yeah. wants to be challenged in their beliefs, and I get that. But I challenge my own. And I think that that's the fun of it for me is I'm like, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and I'm looking at the evidence. Whether or not we landed on the moon, it really doesn't matter to me. Like, it actually... It's not going to change my life. Oh, no. It's See, not, I, I'm like, well, if that's not true, then what if, else isn't? If, if we didn't, that's insane. Like, if we didn't, what it did for the world at that time and what it did for conditioning people and what it did for, for humanity is nuts to think that that was just a load of BS that they filmed in a studio, potentially at Area 51 where there's a no-fly zone. You could never see <laughs> if there was a studio there that they recorded in anyway. There was this one guy who was determined to prove that the moon landing was real, right? Because he's I've so probably read all of his books and blogs. No, what he sort of did was he was he tried to work out a formula to see like how possible it was. Is this and the guy that Neil Armstrong punched in the face? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> that's a great sidebar. Um, and he's basically said that the more people involved the less time it'll take for something to be leaked. And he looked at things like that WikiLeaks and stuff like that. Over 4 million people worked at NASA in the 60s. Yeah. Right? Yep. And for this to have been covered up, every single one of them has kept a secret for 50 years. Yeah, that's it's, pretty nuts. It's, but he said it's just mathematically impossible. If mm. it was fake, someone would have whistleblown. What if... The people at NASA thought it was real. <laughs> what if they really thought that 
So they were all like in control rooms and in offices and stuff, getting fed stuff, and there was potentially. So then, and then the people who knew it was just fake. throwing it out there. I'm not no, saying. It's, that. Well, look, it's an interesting counterpoint. Maybe the only the top tier, the top one percent, the tip of the iceberg. Maybe they just knew what was going on in this tiny secret room, and the rest. And then of, everyone just a, else is just under so, the same spell. It's like, yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're putting someone on the moon, so and they the believed rest it. It's just a, a millions of people and billions of dollars. It, during war, they were in the middle of a cold Billions war. Billions of dollars. So they're investing all this money to do this massive smoke well, screen. That's the other thing, is that if they didn't go to the moon, they had a lot more money to play with. And that's one of the other arguments, is that they used <laughs> that money to go to war. Because the like NASA, if, if a lot of the space missions from NASA are faked, that's just a big old black hole of funding that's just going straight into the arms offices up who pitched this idea i don't know into the government brainstorm jfk i reckon and that's why they shot him (laughs) could you imagine the government sitting down you're like we're at war with russia you know we've got all this money we should probably spend it on weapons and we should and then someone just goes no would so jfk the best director in hollywood and fake the moon landing so there is a confessional from the direct from the uh, alleged director of the fake moon landing mm. and he again bad with detail can't remember his That's name but right. he's a guy you're not here to be an expert you're Correct. just here to be interested in something Thank you. yeah he did a tell all before he passed away so i believe he was um he knew that he was going to pass soon i don't know if he was unwell or if there was a thing mm. going on in his body but he he admitted he was like i filmed the fake moon landings and there's tapes of it that you can look up on YouTube and listen to. So, I mean, what would inspire somebody to start a big old lie like that on their deathbed or is... Yeah, because I guess you're not going to live long enough to see the joy of everything falling apart, are you? Why would you just lie about that all of a sudden? Maybe it'd be fun to be like... Just to mess with everyone? But it's like when you do a fart just before you get out of the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) You're going all the way to the top from this bad boy. (laughs) My thing with wanting to believe... and. Seeing these things and giving them better for the doubt is I feel like what it does is it opens up the door of my brain a crack and I'm scared of what else might walk in. Yeah, so if I, that's very true. I have been through that experience. And when you do look at these things and you go, oh, well, that might be true. But that's definitely fake. But is it? And then you're like a week ago, yeah. I thought the first one was fake. It's like I said, I don't, I'm still never going to be 100%. Like I don't 100% know either way, mm. but I love asking the question and I love having the conversation. And just because somebody, just because a whole bunch of people watched it happen on the one TV channel that there was in 1969, just because that happened, it doesn't mean it was real. And I love I love the concept of that. I'm like, what if they managed to fool the whole world at this one moment in time? Because I don't know that you'd be able to do it so easily now. Mm. Not with social media anyway. You know, you'd have to be live tweeting from the moon if you went now. But what if they met? What if they pulled it off? Like, what if they did the greatest hoax ever? And so, But is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, is that the kind of thing does that Does it you matter? Go- is, it doesn't need to be good or bad. It's just the possibility of it. Do you want to live is- in a world where a fraud of that magnitude can be perpetrated over a whole world. Well, I think we might. Yeah, but that's like... It's too scary to think about. So it's not, do I want to live in it or not? It's we are. Possibly. The other thing is, like JFK said, 
you know, the big speech. He's like, we're going to put man yeah, on the yeah, moon, yeah. not because yeah. it's easy, but because we want to for some yeah, weird reason. Yeah. And he said, by any means necessary by the end of this decade. And it was getting towards the end of 1969. Yeah, and bang, I think yeah. they were just like, got to come good on that promise. I mean, we'll break all the other ones, like yeah, healthcare, no, I, I, et cetera. And but there is that mythologized, like there's that bit in the West Wing where they're like, um, why don't we say in the State of the Union, we are going to cure cancer. And his whole rationale is that JFK was like, we're going to we- put a man on the moon before the end of the decade. And because they set that goal, they got it they done. They had to do it. Because Americans can strive and do whatever they do. And, you know, and in the end of the, you know, by the end of the episode, he gets talked out of it. And it's a bit of a shame. It's like, it's kind of the moral of the story is how many other great things have we not been able to do? Imagine then for a moment, if you will, if they if we didn't ever go to the moon. Or it failed. Or if they were like, we're going to do it by the end of the decade and they just never did. And then they got to like the mid 70s. What and would went, that have nah. done? Like for the American dream and for the American people as and a collective. They, and when they needed to prove that capitalism and democracy was superior right? to communism. So when you look at the geopolitical part of this story. There's your motive. A hundred percent there's a motive. And it goes, and I think for... A lot of these conspiracy theories that come up, there's this underlying geopolitical motive. And that's the narrative that I like looking at. I'm like, I never thought about that. Because people, you just go to school and you learn in grade four or whatever it was when you're doing your like solar system stuff that we went to the moon and you have to do a little assignment on it and it's all cute. And we get told that. And so we believe it because we got told that by our teacher in year four. We all learn about Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and And what he said and la 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 and da da da. And I, and that's great. That's a really nice story. Yeah. So is the Bible. It's a really nice story. But I want to ask the questions and do the research and, and look at and unturn all the and okay. unturn the evidence that isn't really evidence because but, it's just all yeah. out there. But now you've got me at the point where so you've kind of got me a little further down the road now. So I'm kind of going all What right, is I can see why. But I still fundamentally and I'm sure like this is probably like the next thing, is like I go, I can see why. Yeah. But the how. I'm just like, it's just too much of a how. What do you think is more difficult? Sending a rocket to the moon or Or, faking it in a studio? There's your answer. (laughs) Honestly, like, do you know how far away the moon is? It's so freaking far away. And we haven't been there since. No, we haven't. Do you really, like, now you're asking yourself the question. No, now I'm at the stage where... Now you're um, like, oh my God, the Earth's flat too. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I am a reptile. We've gone through these stages where the first stage was like, oh, Maz, you're dumb. The next one Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's that's how we started today. I was like, it's my friend Maz. She's She's an idiot. We're doing a podcast together. Oh yeah, great, Maz. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to share this with my mates. (laughs) She is insane. Yeah, (laughs) always knew it. Uh, I'm going to leak this to news.com.au. Oh, can you imagine? (laughs) Oh my God. Don't get me talking about aliens and megaliths. When When we were doing our radio show together... And we were just talking about whatever was in the news or whatever. It was fine. We just, that was the surface. But no one knew behind the microphones, this is what you were like. And, um, no. and then, but then it became to like, you know, can you just turn off that? And, you know, it's like you, you, you door knocked my house and now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get my checkbook out. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I love the idea of being able to open my mind enough to consider the possibility that the narrative isn't what we get mm. told. And that is a scary Pandora's box to open, yes. Because there's so many things that you can apply that to now and go, 
Well, there's, you know, there's a conspiracy theory about a lot of world historic events like 9-11. So then you start getting, if you use this yeah. this ideology of, well, what if it's not the narrative we were told, mm. you can find a documentary to watch that will pretty much convince you that that was an inside job. And when you say that out loud in a sentence to it's, people, yeah. they just go, you're insane. Well, it's, it's almost as like if, a meme. yeah. Like, yeah. come on, like as if it wasn't terrorism. But then when you go back to the Bush administration and agenda and the geopolitical yeah. situation that was happening around that time and what it gave, it's like the false flags. The false flags are things that happen, quote unquote happen, that allow governments to make decisions that would they would never be allowed to make unless yes. that happened. So that gave them the green light to start a war. Now, when you when you look at that and look at that as a false flag in our political history and in our history as humankind, there's so many. There's so many things that have happened that you're like, if that didn't happen, then America didn't have permission to go and start a war, but it did happen. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, man. I know. I love living with my brain like this because I ask so many intelligent questions and it's not about, oh, Maz, she believes in conspiracies, like, what an idiot. But it's like, hang on, no, I'm asking the smart questions. I've always seen you as more of a a question person and I've always been more of an answer person. So you've always been more about, but what if, but what if, but what if? Mm. And I've always been more about... But what if and why? Yeah. And you're just like, but how? I always blame that I went to law school where, like, you're not (laughs) supposed to imagine things. You're supposed to work with, like, the facts. With the facts and argue. It is scary once you start to question stuff, but then if you can also have this element of like, well, that's interesting, isn't it? And then just... But, and you know. we don't have to live our lives any differently yeah. and we don't have to all have arguments about it. Yeah. But I, I love the just the thought of, I'm just really curious and but, and, but what if? Yeah. Like, what if? Yeah. That blows my mind that that is... It's highly plausible in my mind that there have been so many incidents that we just take as textbook because we get told that they happened the way that they happened for the reasons that they happened. And I'm like, nah, don't believe it. And look, if you're ever going to do the greatest swindle ever, you might as well do it when you're in the biggest job. Like there's literally, you're running the whole planet. That's where you can. I don't think anyone who isn't a president can do something like that. Mm. I think you have to be, yeah, you have to have that element of, call it power or influence oh man i know well thanks maz for coming in and now i don't know do you wanna, anything anymore do you want to talk about aliens <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll come back we'll do aliens next What's time a quick opinion you know what scrap aliens we could talk about interplanetary travel but from ancient civilizations <laughs> Google that and then I'll come back to the podcast with all of my like data and information on that one. Maz Compton Conspiracies Part 2. Yeah. Part through 17. <laughs> we can just keep doing this. Or we just don't record any more podcasts with anyone else and it's just this is, it's Maz's now, Conspiracy Theory Podcast. That was the conspiracy that I oh, started no. to get you to do a podcast about conspiracy theories with but me. I came up with this idea You myself. came up with the idea. I swear. All right. Thanks, Maz. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBooth, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutry. <laughs>